What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to Week 11, everybody. We're going to talk about seven AFC home games. We got some doozies. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. You know Pittsburgh, much better defense with T.J. Watt. And Kansas City and the Chargers. Are the wide receivers going to give everyone headaches in this game? What are we going to do about those wide receivers? Cleveland at Buffalo. We got a blizzard coming. Carolina at Baltimore. Can Carolina stay in the game and run the ball enough? The Jets and the Patriots, the Eagles and the Colts. And can the Raiders' defense wake up the Broncos' offense? Is that a, That's not a great way to say it, but you know what I'm saying. Everyone does well against the Raiders. Will the Broncos be one of those teams? I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings, and we are talking fantasy football here with uh, the players that we love. No intros today, Jamie, because it's going to be a long show. Who do we love this week? Wasn't that an intro? No, it's not a greeting. A greeting. No greeting. Oh, no greetings. No greetings. Um, I love Dak Prescott this week. He's the start of the week. Uh, I think, you know, what we've seen now is, is two different game scripts for him the last two weeks, uh, a game managing good performance two games ago against the bears, a, you know, throwing a lot, 46 pass attempts, uh, what we saw in, in the, I would say somewhat debacle against the Packers and the overtime loss. I think he'll be somewhere in between in terms of his past attempts, but I think he'll also be some routine in terms of fantasy points between 24 and 29. So uh, I'm excited about Dak. I think he's going to have a potential top five finish against the Vikings defense. That's been suspect at times to opposing quarterbacks, 21 or more fantasy points, the three of the last four. And so I think this is going to be a fun game. I think Dak will step up. I think he'll have, uh, uh, again, another three games in a row with 24 or more points. All right. Heath, who do you love this week? I love Jacoby Myers. It's a, it looks like a bad matchup on paper against the Jets defense. It's been pretty good against wide receivers, but the last time he faced them, he had 21 fantasy points. Tyler Boyd went over 20 fantasy points. I do think that the Patriots will have to throw a little bit in this game. Jacoby Myers is by far the top target in the offense. Double-digit targets, maybe even double-digit catches in this game for him. Interesting. 
Would you start Christian Watson, Alan Lazard, or Jacoby Myers in full PPR? Jacoby Myers. Okay. All right. That's, you know, that's pretty random. I wasn't, ex- but most people don't love Jacoby Myers. You like, you know, usually like Jacoby Myers, you know? Well, you know, we didn't love Jacoby Myers in the past because he was all, you know, like all hat, no cattle, um, all catches, all targets, no touchdowns, but he's catching touchdowns this year. So uh, he's, he's a real fantasy wide receiver now. I can assure you, I've never once heard all cat, no, all hat, all no hat, cattle. no cattle. <laughs> yeah, no, I've probably heard something about that. That seems cat. like a phrase you would use a lot, though. Me or Heath? No, definitely you. I think you should start using it now. All I'm giving hat, it to you. No cattle. So that's like a really bad cowboy. Just wearing it's that like hat. It's like a cowboy that has a really fancy, nice hat and looks like a cowboy, but he doesn't actually have, uh, he's not actually a cowboy. He doesn't have any cows. When was the last time you wore a cowboy hat? Hmm. Um, it might, I mean, five years, maybe oh. in, the, in the last five years, there, there was a, a 4th of July, um, at Deerfield beach where I wore a cowboy hat for part of the day and then lost it and never saw it again. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why that happened. All right, JB, who are we avoiding? Who are we avoiding this week? Um, I would like to avoid Najee Harris, uh, DJ reader back. Uh, he had a very solid stat line, but it was an empty stat line last week with 99 yards rushing and no touchdowns and no catches. Uh, Jalen Warren is probably going to continue to get work. He's got knee discomfort coming into this week. If he, he's even going to play, I, I anticipate him playing at this point, but um, it's just a, not, not an easy situation for him, I think, against his Bengals defense. So I was curious about DJ Readers. I didn't see him on the injury report, but they just activated him. Do we know that he's back this week? I, I believe so. Okay. It's something to keep an eye on. They've actually been very good against the run three straight weeks without Reader, but would be much better with DJ Reader. All right, Najee Harris is a player that Jamie would like to avoid. How about you, Heath? Well, assuming that Jamal Williams' illness is not um, something serious, I would like to avoid DeAndre Swift. Um, like I, Last week, I was fine just starting him and hoping for the efficiency. He was off the injury report. I thought his, tar- his volume would go up. And Justin Jackson's playing basically as much as him and more on third downs. I just have no faith what DeAndre Swift's role is going to be. Now, that'll change if Jamal Williams can't get healthy, but being on the Wednesday report with an illness is not enough to, to scare me off yet. All right, to recap, Jamie loves Dak Prescott, start of the week. Heath loves Jacoby Myers against the Jets. To avoid this week, Najee Harris against the Bengals, DeAndre Swift at the Giants. And let's talk about, let's talk about the weather, guys. I guess it's a beautiful day in South Florida, Heath. It is a beautiful day. I mean, it's it's really cloudy, which is wonderful. Um, I think it's like 72 right now. It's not supposed to get over 78. It's really, It went for a run this morning. It was fantastic. Yeah. We had uh, here in Westchester, you know, the New York City-ish area, we had a very long summer. It was pretty warm even last week, but that's over now. It's freaking cold. Uh, and in Buffalo, it's a lot worse. So, you know, it might be quite snowy this Sunday uh, for that Bills game against Cleveland. And, Jamie, what does that mean for Josh Allen, especially if you have to make a Thursday decision between not necessarily Allen, but you maybe maybe Rodgers versus Allen, uh, but Watson and Lazard versus Gabe Davis or something like that versus Amari Cooper. How are we handling this potential snow? I'm not worried about Josh Allen. Um, I, I, typically when you have bad weather, that's not horrendous wind. Um, snow, rain, it favors the offense because they know where they're going as opposed to the defense. So slick surfaces are typically not horrible for them. 
And as we've seen some snow games, uh, you can see some big performances. So the pass catchers, I think, you know, in, in terms of Allen, I think, you know, just him specifically, because of what he does with his legs, you know, I, I think you don't worry about him at all. Um, for the pass catchers, sure, you, you might want to downgrade Gabe Davis. So if you want to, and, and maybe Amari Cooper, just because of what they've been in terms of their production, Cooper on the road, uh, Davis with the, the boom bust potential. I'm playing Stephon Diggs. I'm not going to hesitate with that. And, you know, probably downgrade people's Jones if you're going to downgrade the other guys. But in terms of comparing them to Thursday night, uh, I'm, I'm going to play probably Gabe Davis over Christian Watson to begin with. And I'm going to play Lazard over those guys to begin with. So not going to change much for me. There, there's some real conflicting reports. I think the three feet of snow is in the weekend leading up to the game. Kevin Roth, who's the Roto Grinders weatherman, had actually tweeted out yesterday that currently the forecast on Sunday calls for less than an inch of snow, calls for three feet, three feet in the days leading up to Sunday. Um, there was some talk on Twitter last night about they were actually considering moving the game to Detroit because that's close to both Buffalo and Cleveland because of concerns of how much snow will be on the ground. But I don't know that there's actually a large threat of snow during the game. Okay. Well, I'm... <sighs> I think one of the hardest things is predicting how a player is going to do in bad weather. Um, in fact, last year, I'm just going through some some games from last year right now. They played the Falcons, the Bills did, at home in week 17, January 2nd. And it was described as a snow-dusted field. And Josh Allen threw for 120 yards and three interceptions with no touchdowns. He did rush for 81 yards and two touchdowns. So that was great, but... Awful day for the passing game. Stephon Diggs, 52 yards. Gabe Davis, 40 yards. Um, Cole Beasley, 22 yards. Uh, you know, and you just never know. Wow, Kyle Pitts led the led the both teams in receiving that day. <laughs> yeah. 19 yards? Uh, 69 yards. Okay. Uh, like I said, nice. Diggs had 52. Yeah. But, um, you yeah, know, I think about that Titans-Packers game. That was really snowy. It was a Thursday night or a Saturday night or something like that. And the Titans, act, the Titans were like they had never seen snow before. Uh, and the Packers completely thrashed them, but you know it was a it was an ugly game for them. So I don't know. It's you never know how that. Like, do we do we think that game that remember that New England Buffalo game last year uh, Monday night three pass attempts for the Patriots? Never thought it'd be that bad. So this is that was my, just like wind crazy. Yeah, yeah, and super cold. But that was one of my. This is one of my least favorite things. I hate trying to adjust for. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's like a lose lose proposition. I like it more than indoor football. Well, from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, from a football standpoint, yes, it's great. I love to see it. You know, it's always good for ratings and stuff like that. But if it's hard for fantasy, I think. Well, this is this is the uh, the age old argument: should every city have a dome? Because like it's fun to watch, but you're taking away. Like, would you rather watch the the, the impact of the snow? It's like it's fun for I think a little bit. Or would you rather watch Josh Allen be Josh Allen? I'd rather watch the snow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if, if it snowed every week, I would get sick of it. But once, you know, once a season or something, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to see. Holy cow, look at that snow. Uh, all right, let's do our news and notes. Matthew Stafford expected to play this week at the Saints. Uh, don't Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't start Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Uh, no. Andy Dalton is going to start. And Jameis Winston's just not healthy. So Dalton is going to start. Uh <laughs> Taylor Heineke is going to start because Carson Wentz is not quite ready to return yet. So let's consider it still an audition for Taylor Heineke. 
Kyler Murray did not commit to playing. They are playing Monday night in Mexico City. And ESPN's Jeremy Fowler said that Murray could miss another week or so. But Murray said he's feeling better and just didn't commit either way. Uh, running back news. Ty Montgomery's out for the season, so you don't have to worry about that for Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott was limited in practice. As of right now, uh, this game at the Vikings, who do you have ranked higher, Pollard or Zeke? We have not ranked Zeke yet. So then hypothetically, if Zeke, if I told you Zeke was playing, who would you rank higher? Pollard. It'd be Pollard. They'd be really close, though. Gus Edwards practiced. J.D. McKissick missed practice. Sean McDermott says Naeem Hines is going to be worked in more as he continues to grow. Wide receiver news. Marquise he's probably done growing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, that's a tough thing to come to grips with. Uh, Marquise Brown can practice, potentially play this week. They got that Monday night game, as I mentioned. Marquise Brown may be able to play this week. Cincinnati hopeful that Jamar Chase can play next week. Corey Davis missed practice. A.J. Brown has a sprained ankle, expected to be fine. Devontae Adams was limited with an abdomen injury. Jerry Judy missed practice. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and DeAndre Carter, they were all limited. This is one of the first games we'll talk about when we get to the games in a little bit. This Chargers-Chiefs game, the wide receivers, a lot uh, at play there. Speaking of which, Juju Smith-Schuster and Miko Hardman missed practice. Uh, for Denver, K.J. Hamler is out several weeks. And DJ Chark is off of IR. That doesn't mean he's going to play this week, but he's eligible to return, I think, within the next three weeks now. Tight end news. Mark Andrews limited. Gerald Everett limited. David Njoku missed practice. As far as Andrews goes, Heath, should we at least be keeping Isaiah Likely on the radar here? Uh, they have Carolina this week. Yeah, yeah. I think he would be a top 12 tight end if, if Andrews is unable to go. And it's not a bad idea if you have Andrews and have an extra roster spot to just have Likely on your bench until we're fully sure that Andrews is going to play. Yeah, right now, would you say it's likely that Andrew plays? Andrews plays? I, it does seem likely. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, guess who led the Ravens in receiving two straight games? Isaiah Likely with 24 yards two weeks ago, led the team in receiving. Uh, 77 the week before. More news here. Offensive line, Baltimore left tackle, Ronnie Stanley missed practice. That's not uh, uncommon. The Saints have a very beat-up offensive line. Keep that in mind against the Rams. Tennessee center Ben Jones is out tonight. Uh, Green Bay left tackle David, but two starting linemen for the Packers are questionable. By the way, I didn't mention this yesterday, Jamie. I, I doubt it matters, but just going to throw it out there. The Titans have only allowed two run, two touchdowns to running backs this season. Does that mean anything to you when you rank Aaron Jones? I mean, he's not a top five guy, but he's still a top 12 guy. You know, hopefully, again, we're always going to bank on his work in the passing game. Whenever that's there, it's hard to sit him. So hopefully that's the case. And Vikings left tackle Christian Darasaw missed practice. He's in the concussion protocol. Defensive news, the Eagles signed Linval Joseph to try to beef up, beef up their run defense. New England defensive tackle Christian Barmore's missed a few games. He could play this week. Baltimore's a little bit beat up defensively. Calais Campbell, Marcus Peters, Justin Houston, they all missed practice. So here's the update on Tennessee for tonight. You know their defense was a, it was a shell of itself last week, but they still played well. Uh, safety Amani Hooker's out. Bud Dupree is out. Backup safety Lonnie Johnson is out. But defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons, I think he looks better. He's questionable for tonight's game. Um, and that's the most pressing stuff here. Justin Simmons, Denver safety. He's expected to play this week. All right, we're going to do one question for each game. Let's start with the Bengals and the Steelers. Starters, well, I guess I'll throw this one to Heath since we already got this answer from Jamie. Starter sit, Najee Harris. Uh, he is the lowest of low-end number two running backs or the highest of high-end flexes, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, 
I I will have a really hard time deciding between him and DeAndre Swift, but I think I would prefer him over Swift if Jamal Williams is is perfectly fine. Would you guys start a Ravens running back against Carolina over Najee Harris? Not if Gus plays, I wouldn't. You have two guys in committees. You have one team that probably is going to run the ball a little bit more successful in their matchup than the other. So I would start Kenyon Drake over Najee Harris. Kansas City is at the Chargers. Okay, are the wide receivers in this game just giving you fits right now, Jamie? For the Chiefs? For both. Or for the Chargers? Um, Fitz, no. Um, He's retired. Uh, I think for (laughs) um, the Chargers, you kind of know what to do. You know, if they play, you start them. If they don't play, you start Josh Palmer and maybe give some interest to DeAndre Carter. For the Chiefs, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing. You know, Kadarius Tony, if you have him, you're going to be excited about the injuries there, especially if MVS doesn't play, my goodness. Um, Targets should be off the charts, and you should probably be looking at maybe Justin Watson, too, in deeper leagues. So you, you kind of have an answer for this, you know, and, and I think that the, the thing that's somewhat easy at this point is like you, you kind of, you know, it's not like we're, we're waiting. You know, you, you kind of what I mean by that is like you have expectations of he's got a clear concussion protocol for Juju. You've been without Miko Harmon for two weeks. so You know what you're dealing with there. You've been without the Chargers guys for, you know, a month, essentially a uh, whole season for Keenan Allen. So, you know, hopefully you've had your backup plans in place and still do. I, th- I think the only difficult, because you have to start Alan Lazard, I think, over any wide receiver in this game at this point, unless there's some positive, more positive injury news on Thursday. Um, Watson is a little bit more difficult with the Chargers. I'm, I'm probably trying to wait, but if I just added him and I don't have another wide receiver, you, you might have to start yeah. Watson too. You're talking about Christian Watson tonight over the chargers guys um right just in case people i doubt they Over did, the chiefs thought you meant for sure justin watson yeah the chiefs and juju feels like the longest shot to play of all those guys I, I i thought i saw and i don't know if you guys saw more about this on hardman last week it was reported as abdomen this week it was reported as illness in the abdomen oh i saw i saw that yes Okay. All right, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, but there's obviously a lot of moving parts, and we'll, of course, keep you updated. And that's why you can listen to the Mailbag Show. We'll have a much better idea by Friday afternoon, which is when we record the Mailbag Show. Heath and I do a five-minute show on Sunday mornings, so we have plenty of time to keep you updated on that. Cleveland at Buffalo. Amari Cooper on the road or Donovan Peoples-Jones? Heath? I am probably starting both of them, but Amari Cooper over Donovan Peoples-Jones still. I know... I know, I know. The home road splits, I know. But <laughs> I'm just not to the point to where I'm going to start the guy who has not scored a touchdown all season long over Amari Cooper. Carolina at Baltimore. Jamie, Deontay Foreman or DJ Moore? Who's a better flex? Oh, Deontay Foreman. I mean, you you, you know what DJ Moore has been with Baker Mayfield. Those first four games, he was averaging 8.5 PPR points per game. Um, not pretty, so... Will will the changes since the last time we saw this duo impact DJ Moore in a positive way without Christian McCaffrey, without Robbie Anderson, without Matt Rule? Um, hopefully, but it's still a it's it's a defense that I think is gonna make Baker very uncomfortable. And at least Deontay Foreman's probably getting fifteen touches. Heath, I uh I'm just gonna tease it. We'll talk about it when we get to that game, but 
I'm a little nervous for you about your DJ Moore ranking. Just uh, I'm sending I'm sending good vibes your way. I just I, well, <laughs> part of it is all of the uncertainty at wide receiver. I I anticipate some things changing and and him being being lowered a little bit. He's going to be probably close to thirty when it's all settled, okay, said okay. and done on Friday. Um, I did just see, and you guys may have already seen this news. Maybe you said it, and I just wasn't listening to you. But it sounds like Randall Cobb will be activated for tonight's game. No, I didn't see that. So that that could also impact Christian Watson a little bit as well. All right. Uh, next game is the Jets and the Patriots. How many running backs, Jamie, how many running backs are you confidently starting in this game? One. Okay. Heath, how about you? How many running backs are you confidently starting in the Jets-Patriots game? Ramondre Stevenson's the only one you could confidently start. Michael Carter's in that Najee Harris-DeAndre Swift range. Philadelphia at Indianapolis. Heath, starter sit Michael Pittman. I'm probably going to start him, a low-end number two wide receiver. I've got him ahead of Paris Campbell, who is kind of more of a number three wide receiver. But if you start three wide receivers, you're probably starting both. Sit, man! Nah, just kidding. I just wanted to say that. All right, well, uh, that's one of the last games we'll get to, but we will, of course, spend a lot of time on wide receivers today. Uh, The Raiders are at the Broncos. Jamie, how much faith do you have in the Denver offense? Oh, boy, a lot of faith. That offense has never let you down. Um, Faith in the Denver offense. I have faith in Cortland Sutton. And, yeah, that's about it. Sutton or tonight's guys? Uh, I like Sutton better than Watson, probably better than Lazard if Judy's out. So not knowing the situation with Judy, but anticipating that he's probably going to sit this game. And that I have to make a choice between Sutton and those guys. I would play Sutton. Okay. All right. Those are uh, the questions. In case you haven't heard, the Raiders think. I know oh, they're bad. They There's, are. I I gave I, I said this stat yesterday before HQ, not on air, but um, Patrick Mahomes is the NFL's all-time leader in passer rating at one hundred five point eight. The Raiders have surrendered a passer rating of one hundred seven this season. So any quarterback <laughs> facing the Raiders better than Patrick Mahomes. It's unbelievable, including Russell Wilson, who scored like about 30 points when he faced him exactly the first 30. time. Exactly 30. There you go. I want to talk to you about LinkedIn Jobs. Okay, we know LinkedIn. Outstanding website. Great for hiring. Great for networking. But these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. And if you go to LinkedIn, it is so easy to create this post, this job post, you just hit the jobs tab up at the top and then post a free job. All right. And then LinkedIn will basically help you. It'll guide you through the rest of the way. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to to spread the word that you're hiring. Um, There's simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience that you're looking for. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Um, So, you know, it's just, it's it's tough to go out there and interview people. I've done it you know, very little in my life, but you know, you talk to people and sometimes it's just not a great fit. You want to streamline the process. You want to eliminate the candidates that aren't going to work. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you do that. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash FFT. 
That's linkedin.com slash FFT to post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash FFT. Terms and conditions apply. What's your, uh, what's your go-to question in an interview? Man. Um, hey, hi, Adam. My name is Jamie. I'm trying to get a job uh, on the CBS Sports Fantasy Football Today podcast. It's, it's, um, do you play fantasy? Uh, yes, I play fantasy. Oh, I'm interviewing you? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, okay, great. Uh, do you have any uh, any podcasting experience or audio experience or anything like that? Um, I've I've done a podcast before. The host is eh, a little <laughs> yeah. shaky, but um, my co host my 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 co analysts were fantastic. Um, they're 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 great, but the host yeah. sometimes so, was you know. So how would you make the host better? I would try and be on time. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I would uh, I would try to. Um, I would try to listen to his jokes. I would try to. Uh, oh, that's what uh, you yeah. would do to make me better. I bet. What 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 should the host do to be better? Oh, um, what's the host? No, you know, I I I shouldn't say that. Our, our, the host of of the show that I was on, uh, which I'm probably getting fired for, um, <laughs> is uh, is fantastic. Oh, thank Absolutely you. Fantastic. Oh, you're hired. Thank uh, you, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Let's get to it here. All right, stat of the game. The Steelers stink against slot receivers. They've allowed the fourth most yards to slot receivers, the most yards per catch, the sixth most touchdowns to slot receivers. That is plays in which they line up in the slot. And Tyler Boyd, lo and behold, caught a touchdown against the Steelers in week one. So no Jamar Chase in this game. Heath, you know, it's been kind of an interesting two weeks for the uh, for the Bengals offense without Jamar Chase. A terrible performance and then an amazing performance and a half uh, against the uh Panthers. So starter sit Tyler Boyd and T Higgins for that matter. I am starting T Higgins. I am starting Tyler Boyd. I believe they're both ahead of any wide receivers playing tonight. Um, Boyd's got a little bit of risk to him, but there's um, you just think there's a good chance that we've got 35 plus pass attempts in this game. And I don't think a lot of those are going to Hayden Hurst. So um, I expect good volume, good production. It's really an interesting matchup here. It was a real struggle for the Bengals in week one, but so much has changed since week one. But only two games for T.J. Watt and two very impressive defensive performances. So, Jamie, you're a little bit lower on Joe Burrow than Heath is as I look at the rankings. It seems like you've got Burrow ninth and Heath has him fifth. Both of you have Burrow as a starter, but, Jamie, uh, any anything you want to say about the Bengals' offense? I'm curious what the game plan is going to be. You know, uh, Zach Taylor sometimes gets a little uh, off-kilter with his uh, play calling. And they just had a game where their running back had 200 total yards and five touchdowns last time we saw them against a defense that, for the most part, has been competent in the Panthers, not necessarily the same level of the Steelers when they have T.J. Watt. So will they try and establish the run to take pressure off of Joe Burrow? You know, the thing with that first game, um, if you recall, Burrow had not practiced very much. He was coming off the appendectomy. And so, you know, I don't know how much that played into it. He got going in the second half, you know, but he was very turnover prone. A uh, uh, big part of that game was clearly make up Fitzpatrick. He's not playing for this defense for the Steelers this week. He's got the appendectomy of his own. So appendectomy bowl number two, um, mm-hmm. Burrow should be fine, but he also does not have still his best receiver. And so while most teams don't have the luxury, most quarterbacks don't have the luxury of, okay, you lose a Jamar Chase, you still have a T. Higgins and a Tyler Boyd, he should be fine. I just don't expect him to be at his ceiling, which is typically going to be near the top five. So like him. Obviously, starting him, not going to get cute and pick up somebody to play over him. Um, but he's closer to 10 for me than he is for five. Like, I'd start Dak over him, for example. 
Okay. Heath has him fifth. I don't know that we need to really get into it, but obviously he's a starter. Heath likes him more than than Jamie does. And uh, no no hesitation on starting Joe Mixon? Nope. None. Okay. Um, so Boyd and Higgins are starters, and would you start both of them over Najee Harris in, let's say, a half PPR league? Yep. Yes. Okay. I might start both of them over Najee Harris in a full PPR in a no PPR league. Okay. Yes. Uh, Hayden Hurst, starter sit. Uh, low end starter for me. I would rather not. Dawson Knox or Hayden Hurst? I would go Hayden Hurst. I mean, look, the, the last two games for him, he's been eight PPR points. Well, that is not great. That is kind of like a low-end starter this season. <laughs> you know, I would say if, if, I, if without, I picked up someone off waivers and got eight PPR points, I'd be at peace with it. <laughs> I, I would. Mean, so so I'll dumb. tell you what I did in one league where I lost Darren Waller. Um, I first picked up Tyler Conklin, who I like better than Hayden Hurst. And then when the news yesterday of Mark Andrews not practicing initially, which is what was first reported, I dropped Conklin for Isaiah Likely, knowing that, A, I can still maybe pick up Conklin, but B, Hayden Hurst was available. That's where I'm getting it. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm okay if I can get to that, you know, 8 to 10 point range. And, and the fact that he got 8 the last time he played with Joe Burrow barely, barely throwing, the Steelers have a lot of touchdowns to a tight end each of the last two games. So, you know, there's at least that type of hope as well for Hayden Hurst. All right, how about uh, the Steelers' side of the ball? Sit Kenny Pickett. You guys, you've heard everyone say sit Najee Harris. Um, yeah, even if- I think he likes Pickett. The only reason I saw that is because it was in the, oh, the, the story you wrote where it links to the bios. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of like Kenny Pickett a little bit. I think there's going to be more pass volume for him this week, and I like the fact that he's been let loose as a rusher a little bit over the last couple of weeks, averaging 40 rushing yards per game, scored 19 fantasy points in his most recent game with just one touchdown. I, I think he's a, a high-end number two. Okay, uh, sorry for skipping over that. Uh, the Bengals, this is another one because the Bengals allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, so we just have such a small sample size of them without Chidobia Wuzie, who was playing really well for them at cornerback. So, you know, they, they could be a lot worse than they were earlier. And when he says more pass volume, remember the Steelers, they gave up just 10 points last week. They only threw 30 passes, and that brings us to the wide receivers. It was a bad game for Deontay Johnson. He only had five targets. He usually has more than that. Uh, Pickens had four targets. So you're expecting more passes. But is anybody interested in starting a Steelers wide receiver? I don't know how you can. I mean, one of them will do something. I prefer Pickens over Deontay at this point. I don't know how anybody could start Deontay Johnson over Pickens with what he's done with Kenny Pickett. Um, Look, he's, he's been... When the PPR numbers start to dip for Deontay Johnson, it's just hard to justify even rostering him in non-PPR and half-PPR. You know, no touchdowns. I, I know Heath is going to say it, and I agree. At some point, he's going to find the end zone, so hopefully that's the case. But it's just we're, we're, we're 10 weeks into the season, you know, 11 weeks into the season, 10 games in for them, and you're just seeing the consistent pattern over and over again. And now the target's starting to come down. You know, so if this game becomes another grinded-out type of game for the Steelers, which I think is what Mike Tomlin wants to make it, then the volume won't be there. You know, so I think what the Steelers are going to try and do to get back in the playoff race is what we saw last week. You have Superman back on the other side of the ball defensively. Run the ball, grind out the game, try and make it ugly, and, and, and see if you can win a field goal fest. So I'm not trusting Deontay Johnson at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to start Deontay Johnson, but this week at wide receiver, he's still a number three for me. Um, and I would still start him over George Pickens. I mean, the first game back, while it was terrible volume for Deontay Johnson, George Pickens had three catches for 32 yards on four targets. They got a rushing touchdown, and that was great. Yeah, but I, 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 that. I think the thing that's, that's nice is they're trying to manufacture target t- touches for him. You know, you're not seeing that with Deontay. Well, they're both number. Th- basically, they're both number three wide receivers. Yeah, there's no, there's no confidence in either one. You know, this is. I never. I, I have. I cannot remember the last time I was so aggressive with fab, but bids and and waiver wire claims for so many wide receivers. Like I'm really excited about the wide receivers on waivers, and how many of them are you starting over? Let's say whoever your favorite Steelers wide receiver is. So when you talk about Paris Campbell, when you talk about Deon, uh, Christian Watson, you talk about uh, Kadarius Tony. Maybe Darius Slayton, who's the fourth guy I was missing? Uh, who's the big Van four? Jefferson, Nico Collins, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Donovan Peoples-Jones, that was the one. Are, are they all ahead of the Steelers guys? Yes. They're, they're all, well, I would, Slayton's not, but the rest of them are okay. for me. All right, and Pat Fryermuth is a guy you should start. You know, uh, Jacob and Dan on Beyond the Box Score talked about him as a buy low. His target share was really high last week. He had seven targets in a game where they only threw 30 passes, and we thought maybe Fryermuth would be the one to pick up the slack without Chase Claypool. Well, I think Deontay had five targets, Pickens had four, Fryermuth had seven. That's only one game, small sample. Maybe it reverses, but he, you know, he, it looked like maybe that did happen where he picked up some of the slack for Claypool, who was their slot receiver. Uh, and, uh, you know, not that many good tight ends, so he's number eight in non-PPR for everyone. Number, oh, no, not for Heath. Heath has him even higher. Uh, I think Heath has him top five. Davey and Jamie have Frymuth seventh, so start him. Um, and all right, here's a fun one. Which DST do you prefer, Steelers or Bengals? Steelers. Steelers, but they're both low-end starters. The Chiefs are at the Chargers. Not a lot of low-end starters in this game. Here is your stat of the game. The combined carries for Clyde and Pacheco in nine games this season. 19, 10, 10, 30, 10, 11, 14, 9, and 16. Only two games all year where the two of them, Clyde Edwards-Elair and Isaiah Pacheco, have combined for more than 16 carries. Only four games out of nine with more than 11 combined carries. And remember, Pacheco got all 16 carries between the two of them last week. So, boy, Heath, the matchup couldn't be much better. But they're so pass-heavy. Who knows if Clyde gets back in there. Starter said Isaiah Pacheco. He is a flex, and and I would say in PPR, a low-end flex. I think I've got him around 30th in non-PPR, 35th in full PPR. I think the point, like it's not just how low those numbers have been, but it's that the, there's really been no, it's not like they're linear. It's not like they're going up or going down. It's a big week, a down week, a big week, all over the place. Um, he has the potential. If, it's, if Andy Reid decides, you know what, we're going to run the ball 20 times with our running backs, Pacheco has the potential to be a top 12 running back. But if you told me that he got single-digit carries in this game, I would be zero bit surprised. None. And you, I know, would start McKinnon over him in PPR, right? I would. Jamie, would you start... How how would you rank McKinnon, Pacheco, Najee Harris? Najee, in PPR, Najee, McKinnon, Pacheco, in non-PPR... Najee, Pacheco, McKinnon. Half the yep. same way as none. All right. So yep. these are not great starts here, these Chiefs running nope. backs, which is such a no, shame. No, I, I, I think the fact that the the 
report was Reed's going to try and find a way to get Clyde more involved. This, you know, so you asked the question before about the frustration, I guess. I don't know how you phrase it, but the, the Chiefs receivers. Um, I, I, I really do. Th- I'm curious to see if they are no Juju, no Hardman, maybe no MVS. You can run on the Chargers. And so do they not get away from Mahomes and Kelsey and, and doing what they typically do? But maybe it's another five carries to the backfield or 10 carries to the backfield. Or this is a definite throw to score run to win game. And if they're up by two scores, late third, early fourth, is it run, run and run some more? I can see that happening. And so who does that benefit? You know, you would think it benefits Pacheco based on what happened. But if Pacheco's running well early in the game and maybe that he got his numbers and his touches, that maybe it's Clyde late in the game. So I think, again, tying in the receivers, McKinnon should be involved a hell of a lot more. You know, he's been eight targets, six catches the last two games. Does that now go to nine or ten targets and seven or eight catches? You know, so his value gets, I think, bumped up a little bit if, if the receivers aren't there. All right. So start Mahomes, and we like Herbert this week. Does it matter which wide receivers are playing for him? Because this is an amazing matchup. Everyone throws a hundred times against the Chiefs. They've given up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, but the Falcons are also a great matchup. And Justin Herbert threw 43 times for 14 points against the Falcons two weeks ago, 14 points against the Niners last week. So do you need to see at least one of his two best receivers play to start Justin Herbert confidently, Heath? Uh, to start him, probably not, just because of, of how bad the quarterback position is. I think he'd be top 12, even if they were both ruled out. Um, but if they were both playing, he would be ahead of Joe Burrow, for instance, and probably a top five quarterback for me. So that, that's the range. He could be anywhere from fifth to 12th. I, as long as he gets one of them, I think he belongs in that seven, eight range, though. It is a fantastic matchup. He is going to almost, not, not almost certainly, but he is likely to be playing from behind. There's going to be 45 pass attempts, and it's um, the Chiefs have not stopped anybody. Now let's knock out the easy ones then. Mahomes, Eckler, uh, Kelsey, they're easy. You're going to start Williams and Allen if they play. Um, so Gerald Everett, by the way, matchup alert, Gerald Everett, each of his next six opponents are 22nd or worse against tight ends. Does, I don't know what that's going to mean because we haven't seen him with both wide receivers healthy at any point, but he's got the probably the best tight end schedule coming up. And it starts this week with the Chiefs who are 25th against tight ends. Starter sit Gerald Everett, Jamie, and how much of the wide receivers matter with him? It definitely matters with him, you know, because I, I think we've seen that, you know, he's he's been good when featured. Can he still be good when not featured? And and certainly if Keenan Allen plays, that's really the one for me. If 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 it's Mike Williams and no Keenan Allen, I'll be fine with Gerald Everett as a low end starter. If it's both of them or just Keenan Allen, I'll be a little bit more concerned about Gerald Everett, but I'll still like him if it's only one of those guys. I think he's in that Hayden Hurst, Tyler Conklin. Uh, you know, you put Dawson Knox in that question, you know, behind Pat Fryermuth, those type of guys behind Greg Dolchers because I think there's more upside against the Raiders. Um, you know, so anywhere from like 12 to 15 in that range. All right, we'll keep you updated on that. You're going to start Cole Komet over him. If, uh, jo- okay, give me Josh Palmer's rankings. <laughs> if both play, if one play, if no, if neither play of those two wide receivers, Jamie. If both play, Palmer is a number four receiver with the hope that they're throwing a lot and he benefits from some targets, especially if Everett is out. If Allen is out, Palmer is a borderline number two, number three receiver. If both are out, Williams is out. He's kind of in a similar range. If both are out, Palmer's top 15. Okay. 
And yes, I should mention it. Everett is questionable. He's got this groin injury. He was limited. But that's a positive, though. What? The fact that he practices limited basis yeah, yeah. after leaving Absolutely. the game is positive. Um, okay, for the Chiefs, who is your highest rank, ranked Chiefs wide receiver, Heath? Well, right now, it's Kadarius Tony. Um, and we do have MVS ranked, and they are not too far apart for me. I've got Tony right around 27, 28. MVS around 34, 35. Um, assuming that Juju and Hardman are both out, that's where they are ranked. Uh, if Juju plays, Juju will be the highest ranked Chiefs wide receiver. If Hardman plays, it's just like that's where yeah, please, it gets into the don't play. Do you have any idea what you're doing? <laughs> no, I don't. Um, they're all number three wide receivers, and I have no confidence in ranking them. Where do you have Tony and MVS right now? I just told you like almost oh, 15 I seconds was, ago. I was but reading 28 and 35, I believe. Yeah, you didn't say that. You said they were close. You said Tony was the highest and MVS was close. I believe I said the numbers exactly, 28 and 35. Okay, I was looking at this comment, which I thought was very funny. Need a flow chart for the Chargers, if then. And the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs, exactly. This game is the flow chart game. Um, and thankfully, it's a Sunday night game, so we will maybe not know anything <laughs> when we make the rest of our decisions. Heath, let me ask you this. Where do you have Tony and MVS right now? Uh, Tony is 30th, MVS is 34th. Is that right? I thought you just said 28th and 35th. It's somewhere in that range. Okay. You, you changed your answer five seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I guess start the guys tonight over them because we just don't know what's going to happen. and. Um. Yeah. All right. Fun stuff. I, I wish we could spend a little bit more time on this game, but we got to get injury updates, so we'll do that. Um, you know, we'll do that. Jamie, you can get your injury updates while you're on your Peloton, which I know you love, and I am just too lazy. I need some motivation, and that's why I need a Peloton because it it motivates you. The instructors. Everybody talks about how great the instructors are and the music and all those things, but. It's just, it's going to get me fired up, but I can't wait. Jamie, tell us about what you love about Peloton. So I'm, I'm finishing up uh, because I'm, I'm a slacker, and I'll tell you why, but I'm finishing up my notes here, which is why you see me looking down, uh, for our show on, on CBS Sports HQ, which is at noon Eastern, uh, because I was riding the Peloton last night. I probably should have just been doing it because I do have a desk on the Peloton. We're, we're, uh, we're lucky that we have a working desk on it, but if you get the opportunity to do that, I highly encourage it if you are busy with work like I am during the football season, but... Uh, just in terms of the exercise that you're able to do, it's just fantastic. If if you have it in your house, um, I'm going to ride the bike tonight, uh, do a scenic ride while I'm watching the game uh, to uh, kind of just get some exercise in while I'm while I'm paying attention to the fun matchup between the Titans and the Packers. Uh, the instructors are fantastic. You know, you want motivation from someone that you've never met. They're going to make you feel motivated. Yeah. The music is amazing. Um, and it's not just the bike. It's the the app is 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 fantastic. Uh we use it for so many different things. I use it to work out when I'm when I'm traveling. Uh, the bands I take with me whenever I travel. My wife does yoga all the time with uh, the Peloton app. We use the meditation for it. Uh, but the bike is clearly the best part of the whole thing. And um, I'm excited that it's November because what means the football season is almost over. And I'll be on the Peloton every day uh, to try and be as in good a shape as Heath is. So uh, <laughs> looking forward to that for sure. Motivation that moves you anytime, anywhere. Try the Peloton bike or tread risk-free for 30 days. Learn more at OnePeloton.com. New members only. Terms apply. Let's go to Cleveland and Buffalo. So we already talked about the weather in this game, but Heath, I imagine it's a... Uh, actually, it's not an easy starter-sit game because of those Cleveland wide receivers, I guess. Gabe Davis is always tricky. So give me your overall thoughts on this game. 
I am starting Josh Allen. I, I don't know that the Cleveland wide receivers are all that uh, questionable. I think I'm starting Diggs. I'm starting Davis. I'm starting Peoples-Jones. And I'm starting Amari Cooper right now. Now, if the Bills are able to get healthy, they have a lot of illness and um, not have any injuries, then maybe that changes a little bit with the Browns offensive players. But it it is kind of an easy start-sit game. You start Nick Chubb. Uh, Singletary is a low-end number two running back. I, I guess if you had Donovan Peoples-Jones, Gabe Davis, and Devin Singletary, then you might have a tough decision. Yeah, who's your favorite? I think it's uh, I think it's Davis. Jamie, who's your favorite? Donovan Peoples-Jones, Gabe Davis, Devin Singletary. Um, if the snow is bad, Singletary. If the snow is not horrible, Davis, because there's clearly much more upside with him if he does what he's capable of doing. God, I hate snow. People love snow. It's the worst. Well, you decided decided for love, which we totally appreciate, but you decided to leave the friendly confines of South Florida to put yourself in a snow environment. And if they take full, yeah, I know I take full accountability. It just you literally chose snow. I chose love. I didn't choose snow. I didn't know. <laughs> you know, snow was part of the package. Snow you was part of the package. Yeah, I know. It's just <laughs> you, you see, this is where this is where you need to be a better salesperson. In that, once the love was established, then you should have said, "Look what the paradise is that we can live." In. <laughs> What's that thing called that? That happened a few years ago. I think you were in New York at the time, Jamie. It was that windy snowstorm that just sort of flashed right by. Remember that? And I had never, I had never seen it before. Oh yes, um, I never even heard yeah. of it before. Yes, I forget. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Right, if anybody like in the ago. chat wants to drop it and let it wasn't us know. a nor'easter, was it? No, no. It was just like it was almost like a tornado of snow, and it blanketed. <laughs> It blanketed what? the no, house. He's right. He's no, right. My, it couldn't my, see, we, you know, we, polar we vortex. Up, we were, we were polar visiting vortex, my family Jamie? in New Jersey, and it was uh, it was cold, so we were, you know, dressed appropriately. Then all of a sudden it was like, I, I oh, think a squall. Like snow squall. That's what it was. Squall. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. And and it snowed, and it like maybe, I don't know, an inch or so. Um, yeah. No, more than that. More than that. More than an inch. Uh, what am I saying? It was a few inches. And like my kids were in heaven because it was like so. And then within the like like a few hours, it was nothing gone. Yeah. But then it, there's just like I was just looking outside and all of a sudden I can't see a damn thing. And, you know, you couldn't be driving in it. It was crazy. I never even heard. There was of also it. one time where uh, Dave and I used to go up to New York for our, our fantasy football today show on Sundays. And I got stuck there for four days because of snow. Ugh. Are we off track a little bit? Let me, uh, Cleveland, <laughs> Buffalo, sorry, folks. Up, update to the forecast for Cleveland and Buffalo. Adam Schefter says that include possible thunder snow coming. I've never heard of that. I've definitely never heard of. Is that from ACDC? Thunder snow. All right. Uh, I, I, I think it's lightning and thunder with a snowstorm. Oh, boy. You've been thunder snowed. Here's a stat of the game that you might not care about. Devin Singletary has 14 to 17 carries in three of his last four games. There have been four running backs with 14 to 17 carries against Cleveland. All four of them have scored a rushing touchdown. So how about that? I kind of like Singletary this week. Isn't this about the time last year that he uh, really took off? Might be. I think maybe one or two more weeks until that five-game stretch happened, but yeah. All right. um, So we laid out this game, but, you know... Uh, Pe- Peoples Jones or Kadarius Tony? Peoples Jones. Uh, Tony, if there is no Juju or Hardman. Um, Peoples Jones, if those guys play. 
All right. And, oh, how about the tight ends? Jamie, any? you see what Travis Kelsey said about your team? Uh, <laughs> the Giants? Love it. Yeah. Did he say they're the worst 7-2 team in NFL history? No. He said, after watching Tony, he goes, how did they let that guy get out of the building? Oh. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Uh, so, what about the tight ends, Jamie? Uh, what about them? Um, Najoku did not practice, so I would say, you know, no Harrison Bryant, despite the fact that he scored last week. And Dawson Knox, after scoring two weeks prior to last week's game, um, makes me a little bit nervous. The Browns have been fantastic against tight ends. Absolutely amazing. And the, the list of names that they played have been very, very uh, headline-worthy guys. The only guy that's done well against them was Hunter Henry. But, um, you know, you're talking Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts and um, – Gerald Everett, uh, Tyler Conklin, Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. It's very, it is it, very impressive. The, yeah. the the one I struggle with, and I think they're kind of the same person at this point, is Juwan Johnson versus Dawson Knox because they both are facing a defense that's been really good against tight ends. Um, they both have to score a touchdown. They've both shown the ability to score a touchdown on three or four targets. It, uh, it's funny because I'm with you, and Johnson has been better, but it's it's going back to something Adam said last year: tie yourself to the better quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I've got Knox one spot ahead of Johnson. Okay. Uh, Carolina is at Baltimore. Stat of the game. The, uh-oh, stat of the game. Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb are the only running backs with more than 14 carries against the Ravens. Only the Titans see fewer running back carries per game than Baltimore. The Ravens are second in time of possession. Carolina is last in time of possession. And I think Baker Mayfield's had a lot to do with that stat. <laughs> Um, but, you know, that's how it goes wrong for Deontay Foreman. I think you can feel pretty confident if he gets the work, he's, you know, going to be worth, you know, if he doesn't, if he struggles, he struggles. But you're just, you know, you're hoping for the work. And there's only been one game in the last four where he hasn't gotten it and they got blown out. But there's at least a path to that, Heath. Uh, so let's talk about this game script here and uh, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I think that's why we don't like if you were just ranking Deontay Johnson solely on or Deontay Foreman solely on what he's been. Um, over the last month, he would be a top 12 running back. And I've got him 19th. Uh, he's a low-end number two. It's a little bit scary, but I I don't think you probably have two running backs to get away from him. What if I had the Devin thing, The thing I think you look at is, okay. uh, this is one of those, I, I don't want to trust him, but it's hard to not buy into what he's done. And so yeah. I, I think it's the... The hope would be the hope would be is that they're in the game early and he's doing Deontay Foreman things. And he's shown us each of the last two years the ability like he he does have explosive runs. So he could turn fourteen carries into ninety yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I don't think we have a great sense of the Ravens run defense because they, they've only had Roquan Smith for one or two games. One game. Don't you one game. Don't you feel like that about a lot? of defenses like it's yes. just hard to find a large enough sample with the people they're going to have playing this week you know i usually at this time of year i usually do the which players have the best playoff schedule assignment and i didn't do it because even the cowboys are starting to look a little vulnerable since they lost one of their starting cornerbacks you know the eagles lost Devontae maddox and jordan davis and um you know so i obviously i feel like those are good defenses i don't feel like the bills are a total mystery I just didn't feel comfortable even doing that assignment because things are changing so much with defenses. Yep. Um, all right, DJ Moore, start or sit? Heath, I, Jamie's got him as a sit. Heath, how about you? Uh, he's a number three wide. Start him over Deontay Johnson. 
Um, Kadarius Tony, Kadarius Tony, or DJ Moore? It depends on which Chiefs wide receivers play. Let's let's approach it that Juju's not going to play. It's pretty hard to clearly. But Hardman and MVS are both going to play. Sure. Well, then no, because Hardman did Hardman didn't practice, so no. Okay, then I would pro- then I would go Tony. Paris Campbell or DJ Moore. Um, I'll go DJ Moore. Jamie Paris wow. Campbell or DJ Paris, Moore. Easy Paris Campbell for me. <laughs> okay. uh, how about this? Uh, the Ravens have held Garrett Wilson, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd without T. Higgins to 62 or fewer yards and no touchdowns. Uh, Chris Goblin, Chris Olave, they were in the 71 to 75 range. No touchdowns. They've, they've, they've had some very impressive performances against wide receivers. Some wide receivers have done well. But. And still, they've given up the six most points to wide receivers. They have. <laughs> they, had a two game stretch. The game, they had a two-game stretch, basically. The Dolphins and then Devontae Parker the next week went berserk. Um, Mike Evans had 123 yards. They're not impossible, but they've had some good performances. Baker Mayfield's impossible for DJ Moore. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's top five. All right. Uh, which, the last two times uh, Gus Edwards played, he had more carries than Drake. In those two games, it was 27 carries for Edwards, 18 for Drake. But who are you, Jamie? I think you said you like Drake better, right? I, I, I don't know, to be honest, who's going to be the better of the two. It's, it's, it's a guessing game. But, you know, Drake has been their most consistent running back this season. And arguably the most productive. Now, I don't know that's fair to put it out on Gus because he's, you know, played one and a half games, but I, I think he does a little bit more for them. You know, he, he's going to have an opportunity in the passing game. Gus is certainly not. And so if, if the running split is close, I, I think you give Drake a little bit of an edge. Remember, this is still a team trying to figure out what their passing games look like. You know, no more Rashad Bateman. Uh, Mark Andrews is very limited practice time, clearly. And so what does that mean in terms of the other guys? You know, Andrews will get his when he's on the field. But the last time we saw them play, Andrew couldn't finish the game. And so, or it's the last time we saw Andrews play, he couldn't finish the game. Um, so I, I, and that in that game, Drake had four catches. You know, I, I think that was the Tampa Bay game where Edwards also got hurt. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Drake will probably have the opportunity for three to four catches again. And hopefully he does something with it. The touchdowns is going to be, I think, what separates these two guys. You would assume Gus probably has a better chance to do that, but who knows? So, I'll give the slight edge to the one who's been playing more so than the one who's coming back from an injury. I'm in the same place. It would be so much easier if they hadn't given Gus Edwards 16 carries in his first game back off the ACL. Like it would be very easy to just say, you know, he's coming off another injury. Drake's been really good. Drake will be the guy. Um, But like Drake was coming off a good game, if I remember correctly, the last time Gus Edwards came back. Yes, it was the Giants game when he had 10 for 119. Yeah. And then it's all Gus Edwards. I, I, I do think, though, to that point, though, Heath, that they might reevaluate that just based so. on how they getting to where they want to get. I mean, their schedule is so easy. And, you know, not knowing if J.K. Dobbins is going to be back, you know, do they ease Edwards back in this time to hopefully not re-aggravate any injuries? So how would you rank Devin Singletary and the running backs in this game? Right now I have it Foreman over Singletary, but I'm getting close to switching that and putting Singletary over Foreman just based on matchup the snow i think will really help devin singletary um you know if, if they get a little bit more conservative and give him maybe close to 20 carries uh it was it was the the rushing production wasn't great against minnesota for singletary but i think the fact that they gave him 14 carries in a game and, and the goal line opportunities in a game where josh allen had an elbow you know problem um you know maybe is 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 a is a positive but 
for now, I, I'll say Foreman, Singletary, Ravens. And Sean McDermott's talking again about how they're not running the ball enough. So that, that could be a little a little signal. But I, I'll go Foreman, Singletary, Drake, Edwards. Someone asked in our chat, would you rather have, oh, how about this one? Gus Edwards or Jalen Warren, PPR? Warren. Warren right now. If if, get, if Gus gets in a full practice, I might change that. But the fact that he's still limited is, is, is easy to go Warren. Uh, and someone asked, would you rather have uh, Justin Fields or Lamar Jackson this week? Fields. I've got Lamar higher. Start any Baltimore wide receivers? No. Uh-uh. And if Mark Andrews does not play, Isaiah Likely or Pat Fryermuth? Muth. Fryermuth, but it's close. Isaiah Likely or Cole Komet? Komet. Yeah. Isaiah Likely or Greg Dulcich? Likely. Probably likely, yeah. All right. Start the Ravens DST. They are number one across the board. Jets are at the Patriots. Stat of the game. The Jets have allowed two touchdown passes in their last six games after allowing seven in their first three games. Um, Dave actually likes Zach Wilson. We might be able to get his thoughts on that tomorrow, but Jamie and Heath say sit Zach Wilson. Oh, man. What did he do against him last time? He had 20 points. Yeah, he they they lost that game. He threw he didn't play well, but he, he threw, threw interceptions. The ball a lot and he hit Tyler Conklin for a late touchdown as I recall. Right, Conklin had two touchdowns, I remember that. 20.4 fantasy points. And actually Wilson definitely played better last week even though he only well, 2 weeks ago, uh one game ago, even though he only scored 12.6 fantasy points against the Bills, it was a step in the right direction. Man, like I just wish I could like running backs this week. Every running back I talk about is Michael Carter, James Robinson, and the Ravens guys, and what, all this negativity. What position do you like this week? I think I like wide receiver this week. Do you not like wide receiver? I really don't. <laughs> I like DST this week. I would have liked it better if Jamar Chase was playing and Cooper Cup didn't break his ankle. Yeah. yeah. And if 10 of the top 20 were on a bye. <laughs> I mean, the Patriots allow the second fewest fantasy points to running back. So would you start Michael Carter or a Ravens guy? Or James Robinson or a Ravens guy? They split very evenly uh, last week or last game. I would go Drake, Carter, Edwards, Harris. E- Edwards, Robinson, excuse me. I currently have it Carter, Drake, Edwards, Robinson, but I'd rather not. How about Damian Carter Harris? Had four catches in that game and still did nothing with it. Against the Patriots, yeah. Yeah. He had one catch last week. But that it's all very much tied to pass attempts. Um what about the uh what about uh Damian Harris? I mean he had a very empty stat line last time these two teams met as well. Eleven carries for I think thirty seven yards. I think he had a couple catches in the game. Wow, very um, good. Two for fifteen, yep. It's it's Ramondre's backfield, you know. So Harris may get some scraps if they're winning big, maybe he scores. He needs a score. I mean, that's just what it is. You know, I, I'm not counting on him getting two catches and and doing a lot with it. So unless something changes for them coming off a of bye week, if it did, that'd be stupid. But Ramondre is an absolute star right now. He's their best player. Ramondre or Camara? Ramondre. <laughs> I let's go Ramondre. Ramondre or Jonathan Taylor. Taylor, but that is very close. I've got Ramondre over Taylor. Who is the best wide receiver in this game? Um, I've gone back and forth between Jacoby and Garrett Wilson. I'll give Jacoby the slight nod because he had a better game against them the last time, but Wilson has been great. You, you can point to exactly what it was. Brees Hall tears his ACL. Corey Davis hurts his knee. Garrett Wilson's been a star the last two games. So yep. 
there might be a higher ceiling for Garrett Wilson, but it's hard to say that Jacoby Myers has been bad, you know, so uh, they're, they're essentially back to back for me. I'm starting both, but I'll take Myers. Are they, and they're both ahead of the waiver wire guys. Yes. Yeah. One thing that, you know, is a little concerning. I don't expect this to continue, but Patriots quarterbacks have thrown for fewer than 200 yards in three straight games. That is really bad. Um, and the Jets are sixth best against wide receivers. They've had a good defense. They're not an impenetrable force by any means. And as we mentioned before, Jacoby Myers, six catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown on 12 targets against the Jets just a couple of weeks ago, a couple of games ago. Also, you know, you've, you've mentioned this before. The, there's a safe floor with Myers whenever Mac Jones is starting. So you kind of, you know, you're not going to get killed. Um, the, yeah. the touchdowns are hard to count on, but the fact that he's doing that with a new coordinator – you know, that, that could be something that you tie it to. At least there's, there was a change and better opportunities, better red zone opportunities. So hopefully, hopefully that continues. As of yesterday, Tyler Conklin was rostered in 23% of leagues. He crushed the Patriots a few weeks ago. Six catches, 79 yards, and two touchdowns. Do you have any interest, Heath, in Tyler Conklin? Uh, he is a top 10 tight end for me this week. I did not pick him up anywhere. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think he was available in the leagues where I was uh, trying to replace Dallas Goddard. But that's like I know he's not he's only averaging nine fantasy points per game, but he's almost a top 12 tight end at that rate. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a top 12 tight end. Number 11. How is he rostered in 23 percent of leagues? Uh, maybe I did that before waivers ran. He was in his buy. Let's see what we're looking at here. It could have changed since the. Goddard news, obviously, 26% of leagues. <laughs> I mean, he's he's been pretty horrible since uh, Zach Wilson came, but, it, you know. Except it's, for two weeks ago. Except for two weeks awesome. ago. Now, that well, was when the, the Jets had to throw a lot. That's the thing. I think if you're counting on them to throw, it was the formula for success early in the season, you know, so I don't think it's a Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson thing. I think it's an offense thing. So, again, similar to Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall goes down, targets up one of those games. Um he has uh, four games with at least seven targets, and he scored at least 10 PPR points in all of them. So if he's getting to seven, you feel pretty comfortable about where the floor could be. Yeah. But, um, and it's a great matchup, actually. They've given up, the Patriots have given up seven touchdowns to tight ends in nine games. So Conklin or Pitts? Some of that does a little misleading because it's guys have had multiple touchdowns. Including Conklin, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's only four tight ends that have gotten 10 PPR ports or more. Conklin or Pitts? Conklin. Conklin. In Con- PPR, Pitts and none. Conklin or Dulcich? Dulcich. I really don't know. They are right. Probably I just hope Judy's absence helps him with a, with a full week to game plan. Yeah. Uh, I've got Conklin one spot higher. And which DST do you prefer? The Patriots by a mile. Patriots, but I, I think the Jets are a starter. They've been good. The Jets have been good, but are you talking about Belichick at home off a of bye against <laughs> that quarterback? He's going to make things bad for him. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll finish up with the Colts and the Eagles, the Broncos. How many games do we have left? Two or three? I think we have just two <laughs> games left. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Colts are hosting the Eagles. I'm getting... Can, can we um, can we figure out before the show is over how we could set up Dave for the game of the week without you butchering it like you did last I week? I already know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to reveal yeah. it, but we're good. <laughs> and the problem is I feel like Chiefs Chargers is game of the week, but I'm going to have to pick an NFC game. Well, not necessarily. Just have to... I haven't figured it out yet, uh, but I know how Cowboys, I'm gonna how many Cowboys do. Vikings. It's either gonna be that or Chiefs Chargers, but you know we'll see the injury report on the wide receivers. Um, all right, Eagles at uh, Colts. Hey, real quick, anybody getting an upset vibe here? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, start Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, or Jalen Hurts. Fields. Uh, Fields. Miles Sanders. Start or sit. He has one catch in his last three games, and when he does not score, he does not do well. Must start. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you could get away from him this week or this season. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's probably. I'm guessing he's around RB 18 or so per game. It's my guess. I think he's RB 18. For exactly this where you have him ranked. Yeah. Um, all right. When he has not scored. He has scored 11.6, 5.4, 8.4, and 5.4 PPR fantasy points. So let's Well, maybe they throw the ball to him a little bit more because there's a big absence in that offense. He is RB20 in full PPR on the season. Good guess. Yeah, thank you. Start A.J. Brown. All right, so Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts is not throwing much. I think it's like four straight games with 28, uh, 28 or fewer points. Yeah, oh, sorry, pass attempts. Four straight games of 28 or fewer points. Fat pass attempts. Jesus. <laughs> but Devontae Smith, obviously, without Dallas Goddard. I mean, where Zero do you points. have him? Pass attempts? Where, where do you have... How many pass attempts for Devontae? No, how many fantasy points for Devontae Smith? And where do you have him ranked, Jamie, this week? Uh, he's in the low 20s, a number two receiver. You know, uh, I don't want to get overexcited about what he did last week because of what the sample size had been prior to that. It's... Uh, it's an interesting matchup. I, I'll say this again, you know, and, and it didn't necessarily play itself out last week aside from Devontae Adams, but the, uh, the secondary for the Colts, the numbers are great, but they face very, you know, poor competition. So hopefully we see Devontae Smith targets up, and when his targets have been up, he's been very successful. So I, I think he's, based on the week, based on the situation, you should use him as a number two receiver, uh, but I don't want to put him as a top 15 guy just because Goddard's not there. The thing with the Colts is that they are pretty vulnerable against the number one outside receiver. That guy usually does well against the Colts. The number two receivers have been terrible. The most fantasy points in PPR that a number two wide receiver has scored against the Colts is 10.9, and that is Curtis Samuel, who also had 29 rushing yards. Now, but look at the list of yeah, guys they are. He and Jerry Judy, Curtis Samuel and Jerry Judy, are, are probably the best number two receivers they have faced. So, right, it's Zay Jones twice. 
Or no, did he even play in one of those games? Uh, he may not have, but right. Nico Collins, Judy would be the one. Judy had three for 53 on eight targets. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's what they've done. But as Jamie said, it, it's been against pretty easy competition. Uh, would you start Devontae Smith or Deontay Foreman? Smith and PPR. Yeah. Okay, how about Devontae Smith or Christian Watson? I'd go Devontae Smith in in PPR, Watson and non. All right. Uh, it, 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 it's Eagles. worth discussing Smith versus Devontae Smith versus like Campbell and PPR. I mean, Campbell's been better uh, yeah. with Matt Ryan. You know, if you take those, that sample size, it's worth discussing Tony if there's no Chiefs receivers there versus Devontae Smith. You know, all those guys I think are um, potentially better than him. All right. So yeah, let's get well, let's get into uh, well, Heath. You have anything to say on that? I well, are we getting, are you going to say get into Paris Campbell? Yeah, well, he's the one that Matt Ryan's that really, a sit, Jonathan Taylor's a start, and let's go to the Colts receivers. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Paris Campbell's the one that gives me the biggest headache um, because like if you you can Azer stat it, and it's an appropriate Azer stat. His last three games with Matt Ryan, he looks like a top fifteen wide receiver. Um, the rest of the season, he was a waiver wire wide receiver. Um, but two of those three games, it was Matt Ryan throwing 102 passes in those two games. And then he had nine targets last week on 28 passes. So I, there's two ways you can look at it. If he gets last week's target share and the pass attempts go back up, he's a top 15 wide receiver. If he gets the target share he had before Ryan got benched and the pass volume stays at 28 pass attempts a game then he's barely a number three wide receiver. Yeah, and then you have to, and then you say, okay, so last week they were able to beat the Raiders. They were able to run the ball a lot. This week you figure they're going to give up more points to the Eagles. However, the Eagles have a, have a bad run defense right now. So where are we on pass attempts for Matt Ryan? You know, he, was, he was, as he said, where's the last three games that he's played? Uh, Matt Ryan's pass attempts are 58, 44, and 28. And Jamie, how much does that matter to you as you evaluate Campbell and Pittman? I mean, it definitely matters. You know, I, I think it's, you know, there, there, there's a few things at play here. Um, I, and, and I want to ask you the question about this afterwards. But I think just in terms of Matt Ryan, I don't think they're going to be in the 45-plus pass attempt range because I do think if Jonathan Taylor's healthy and this offensive line looks anything close to what it did like look like last week in the first game with Saturday, a former offensive lineman, that they are going to be in this game, much like the commanders were in the game, because they'll be able to hold the ball and, and do some things with their ground attack, and Jonathan Taylor is going to be a star. But clearly the Eagles are going to try and address this run defense. They've already done it by adding Linval Joseph. And, you know, whatever they can do to scheme up to force them into some down and distance situations. And, and, and hopefully, you know, the volume is up for Matt Ryan's so that helps these receivers. No nine Hines. That was the first game for Ryan without him, you know, so a couple of targets that probably go his direction, uh, the four to five, whatever, whatever he was averaging, you know, Paris Campbell seems like the most logical guy to take those. There was, you know, no um, Jelani Woods in that game, you know, so another guy that was missing from the passing attack, Alec Pierce completely disappeared. So, you know, Campbell should benefit in that regard. It just feels like Matt Ryan's in a groove with Paris Campbell right now. And, and much to the similar extent with, with Michael Pittman, not that Pittman should be discounted by any stretch. Um, I don't want to count on Paris Campbell scoring. So I think you just look at what his, you know, kind of bad games have been without the touchdowns in this three-game stretch. There was one game I think it was like 7 for 50 uh, in there, 7 for 57. 
So can he get you 12 PPR points? I think so. Um, that's kind of where I, I, I come out with, with Paris Campbell. But the question I want to ask Keith is asking this on HQ. You're, you're limiting the sample size of uh, Paris Campbell, but not discounting the sample size of just the one game for Christian Watson. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a rookie wide receiver is mostly the explanation. And I will be lower on Watson now that Randall Cobb is being activated. Um, I'd already dropped him a little bit. I've got him 26 and Campbell 27. I'll probably swap those now. Uh, oh, so you really want... raised Campbell. You had him really low yesterday. Yes, right. Um, I The one that I really hated was having DJ Moore ahead of Paris Campbell. And I think it's just a little peek into what I generally do and what I'll probably make an adjustment right now. I'll look at what guys have done for the full season. I'll look at what guys have done for the last month. If you look at those two things, DJ Moore has been better both full season and over the last month than Paris Campbell. But there's obviously extenuating circumstances with Paris Campbell's full season and with his last month and the same for DJ Moore. Yeah. Uh, By the way, you guys, we haven't even spoken about Michael Pittman. Do you have Campbell higher than Pittman? I have Pittman higher than Campbell. No, I I think Pittman's ceiling is still higher, but it's funny because Campbell's been better, you know, with Matt Ryan. In two of the last three games. Two of the three last two games. Yeah, two of the three games. The first game, Campbell had 134 yards. But what you're getting, and I'm sure everybody probably knows it, what you're getting is the shortest area passes in football with Matt Ryan and very low ADOTs. I think Paris Campbell's ADOT was something like three and a half yards last week, which is insanely low. And Michael Pittman's for the season is 6.5. It was 9.8 last year. So it's not great for anything other than full PPR. <laughs> you know, it, it's going to be tough to have a lot of yards, especially against the Eagles. They still have a very good secondary. Only one wide receiver has had a lot of yards against them. It's McLaurin twice. Um, and, you know, not throwing downfield. So you're just hoping for a lot of catches and hopefully a lot of pass attempts. Um, all right. And, uh, okay, Tyler Boyd or Michael Pittman, real quick. Boyd. Uh, I'll take Pittman in PPR. And do you have any interest in Jack Stoll for the Eagles? No, thank Is he going to be the guy? I, okay, just say, we'll just say no. <laughs> uh, they just activated uh, Tyree Jackson, right? I yes, they have the other guy, Cal something. I don't. Yeah, there is another guy, and I think Cal is it part of one of his names, <laughs> Cal Katira. Yes. Cal, yeah. Okay. All right, that's it for that game. Oh, I don't know. Did I? Did you tell me who you like better, Pittman or Devontae Smith? Pittman. Pittman. Smith is closer to Campbell than he is to Pittman. All right. Right. The Raiders. I think I have it Smith, Watson, Campbell right now. Smith, Watson. Okay. The Raiders at the Broncos. Uh, The stat of the game from denverbroncos.com. Per pro football focus, Pat Sertan has allowed just four receptions for 18 yards while in coverage since week six. That is incredible. And in their last meeting, Sertan covered Devontae Adams on 71% of the wide receiver's routes and limited him to just four catches for 46 yards. Uh, In that game, overall, Devontae Adams had uh, 101 yards. So, but he wasn't covered by Pat Sertan. Probably just got so many so many opportunities and caught a ball and destroyed, but it's really just for fun. I know you're not going to sit Devontae Adams, but wouldn't be a huge shock if he had a disappointing game. Uh, all right. Is this Jamie, is this just an easy game? Start Jacobs, start Adams. I guess it's not that easy. Cause what do you do about the Broncos with this matchup? I'm starting Sutton. You know, he had a good game against them in week four from a, a fantasy point performance. Cause he scored a touchdown. 
But this Raiders secondary has been bad uh, across the board. So I think it's a good opportunity for Sutton to take advantage of no Judy. And we saw last week 12 PPR points, you know, which kind of snapped him out of his three-game funk, which has been frustrating. Uh, Dolchich, I think, will will bounce back again. The Raiders are top five in fantasy points allowed to opposing tight ends. And there's another guy missing there without, you know, Judy potentially being out. So I, I think you, you, you can buy back into Dolchich for one more game. Uh, the running backs and the quarterback is really the, the challenging situation. Um, Russ, like you said, 30 fantasy points. Keith alluded to it. Every quarterback that plays the Raiders has a better quarterback rating than Patrick Mahomes' best all time. So you don't love Russ without Judy because he's he's clearly one of their, their best threats. But I'm hoping that he can get to the 20-point range for the second time this season. The only time he's been above 20 points was the Raiders. So low-end starter for Russ. Um, and then... Take your pick at the running backs uh, of the two. You know, don't look at Chase Edmonds, but I'll give Murray a slight nod over Gordon, but they're both flexes. Uh, the Raiders, I think they give up the most receiving yards to running backs. So that could help probably Gordon more than Murray. He's more of the third down guy. They do allow the most receiving yards to running backs. So uh, is are either of them in your top 30 at running back? No. All right. I don't think so i hope not if so i will correct that you saw, you saw pacheco <laughs> over them who pacheco uh yes I, i've got gordon 31 murray 33 pacheco 34 and full ppr pacheco easily over both and none yeah mckinnon over both and ppr yeah uh, what about uh Carr versus wilson who do you like better i don't like Derek Carr this week um personally but no uh you know, the the Broncos, despite the fact that they didn't have Bradley Chubb for the first game and they didn't have uh, Simmons in that game last week, they were still fairly productive from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, they gave up that one big play to Nick Westbrook-Akina on the flea flicker or the trick play or whatever where the defenders collided. If you took that away, they would have had a, m- a much better game. Because I think uh, Tannehill had the most points of any quarterback against the Broncos. He had 23 points. He and Geno Smith are the only quarterbacks to score more than 11. So you're telling me you like Russell Wilson better? Oh, yeah. All right. Russell Wilson or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. I have Wilson one or two spots higher, but they're in the same range. Russell I have Wilson. fun Daniel Jones that for tomorrow. All right. Russell Wilson or Aaron, jo- or Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers. Russell Wilson or Mariota? Wilson. Russ, uh, Derek Hard, just for um, symmetry standpoint, I think symmetry, no, uh, trend standpoint, um, he had two games of over 20 fantasy points in weeks two and three, then played the Broncos in week four and stunk. He has two games over 20 fantasy points in his last two games and then gets the Broncos again. All right, there you go. That's, that could be symmetrical, sort of. Uh, and where, uh, projected high of 47 with a low of ooh. 23. Oh, the cold weather. Oh, no. Cold weather <laughs> car. So where do you have Sutton ranked? Is he ahead of Devontae Smith and Michael Pittman? Yes. Yeah. 16? I'm going to really lose it if Judy doesn't play and he struggles. Like, I am going to just... Don't... Let's... Mm. So Ooh, and that's a late game, too. So that will be the last thing that happens before the Sunday night podcast. <laughs> Tune in Sunday night, folks. That's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Uh, all right, so thanks for watching this. Oh, Dulcich versus Morrow. Who do you like better? I don't know how you can trust Foster Moreau. Morrow. 
Uh, here we go. Why are you I saying want, it Because I'm saying it right. I'm 100% sure it is Foster Morrow. I looked up, I watched an interview with him, and the guy who was introing him was like, it's Morrow. Bleep you. Stop saying Morrow. It's Morrow. The broadcasters keep on calling him Morrow. It is Foster Morrow. No, that's you can't do that. How do you pronounce crap? They always pronounce it wrong. I, I I'm pretty good at this. I am thorough I think, with this. I, I think it's an Alvin Kamara Kamara it's thing. It's Morrow. It is Foster. I saw an interview Morrow. with his mom, who basically said we pronounce it Morrow, but most people pronounce well, it. Well, then Morrow. it's Morrow. I mean, it, just because everyone else is wrong, his mom said it's Morrow. It just sounds wrong when you say it. It does sound wrong. Like I think hate saying it, Heath. It I sounds like you think it. it's spelled M-O-R-R-O-W, and it's not. I hate saying it because everybody thinks I'm wrong, but I'm right. It's Foster Morrow. All right, here. Sing the song for Manny. How does it go? The sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so you don't trust Foster Morrow. And you uh, like those. No, you know, it's, it's funny. It's one of those things where, like, Oh my God, he scored last week. Darren Waller was on IR. He'd been playing the majority of the time without Darren Waller anyways. It's been bad. He's a borderline starter for me. I just like Dulcich better. Like I would start him over Knox and Juwan Johnson. There's another team that's really good against that end. So with Simmons back, I'd stay away. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Now we'll talk to you later. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the NFC home games on Fantasy Football Today. We have a live stream also this afternoon if you have any more questions at 2 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash fantasyfootballtoday. See ya. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready PG.